Hey guys, this is Jesus, one of the following Patreon listeners. Business Wolf Studios, Fairy's Tale, Struggle Bus, Daniel Allardyce, Ivan T, Philippe Bujon, Adam Bueller, Terry G. Moore, Nick Morgan, and Mike's Mind. Thanks for helping us be space bounty hunters. She looks at you. I see your point. I see your point. Uh, I think, sorry, I can't really remember where he is at the current moment. Let me look in the, and uh, let me look in my stall. I think I might have a map somewhere for you. Oh, thank you. Do, looking for a map. Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanable.com podcast network. We go to a very special episode of Fanable, where we have only two of our players, uh, the illustrious Dan and the fantastic Angela, to play the wonderful game uh tiny frontiers revised created by fan of the show alan barr oh by the way this is a space opera game if you couldn't tell by the title uh but yeah space opera game and it includes a bunch of little micro settings and the one we're going to play is essentially called tristar well which is essentially a western in space so we're going to bring in all of your firefly dreams in this particular episode although it's not specifically firefly the solar system of TriStar is one little solar system in the outer edge of the main main empire that exists in this world. It's a it's a no end no end section of space that no one really cared about for about most of its existence. It's been colonized. There's five worlds, and each one was just left to its lonesome because no one really cared until 20 years ago, when a particular mineral in the astro belt was discovered, uh, a particular mineral called Eludium a powerful substance that can power spaceships, cities, etc. And that started a big Western-style boom, where across the, across the empire, various uh, miners came into the, into the solar system to try to mine from the astro mines and settle on the various worlds. Well, most of them. It's still, most of the planets are still basically barren, except for uh, wild native inhabitants, uh, wild animals, and outlaws and brigands. And because of the nature of this world, there is a lot of, one could say, lawlessness. Various people trying to get rich quick off, the, off the, the backs of honest people. One of those individuals was a villain by the name of Elrag Zarak. Elrag Zarak was a... Well, he was human. Nowadays, he's 90% metal. He's mostly cybernetic one of the, these days. But he tried a heist of a major uh, caravan carrying various amounts of um, agua fria, as it's called, which is a substance which houses, which is uh, basically asteroid ice, which houses this particular material. Uh, the heist didn't go as planned because for all of, uh, for all of, Elric, uh, Elrak, Zerak's successes, he has never been a subtle being. And basically, he failed, but he made sure that everyone else suffered along the way. There been, And he decided to hide himself on the planet of Tombstone. Now, there have been many attempts to try to capture Elrak, Zerak. They have sent out the marshals to basically bust down Doe's and violently try to grab the guy. That didn't work. They brought in the Pinkerton Detective Agency to subtly go in there and look for clues. That didn't work. And thus, the bounty hunter decided to go crazy. They decided to bring in two raw recruits, two rather unique recruits, to go into that world. To go into the planet of Tombstone, specifically its city of Phonosia. It's the only shining beacon of civilization on that desolate waste hole. And hopefully bring Elrag Zarak to justice. Starting from... I was going to say my left, but no one's in front of me right now because we're playing this over a computer. So, Angela... 
Uh, who you are, your character, and why did you become a bounty hunter? So, hi everyone, this is Angela. I'm playing Rashira, who is a Kalumra, uh, that is a diminutive species of three-eyed alien. She's three feet tall. Her fingers and toes have both have three prehensile fingers. Three is a very important number in the Kalumra physiology, obviously. And this is a race of very diminutive, inquisitive, somewhat mischievous creatures. Uh, they're often viewed as unreliable and easily distracted. But Rashira is here to prove them otherwise. Maybe. She thinks it could happen. Uh, she it comes from a humble family of, tr- of, of bakers. That has been her family trade. That's one of the things that's on our, our character sheet, such as they are. And, uh, but she decided that, you know, baking is a, a very honest and noble career. You know, it's very important to keep people fed. But she is, she, she wants to go out into the galaxy or at least other planets and see what can be found. And bounty hunting appeals to her because it's a different mystery every single, every single paycheck. So she gets paid to investigate things and it's always new things. Uh, okay, so this is Dan and I, for my part, am playing Splort. Uh, he is a splinter. Uh, splinters are bizarre alien beings. Uh, nobody's sure where they came from. Uh, in fact, the only thing anybody has been able to figure out is that they're not from this galaxy. Uh, and they don't seem, they themselves don't seem to be too forthcoming with, uh, any more info than that. Uh, in fact, they've, uh, the name Splinter was given to them and they've just adopted it. Uh, as far as anybody can tell, they just kind of exist. Uh, which suits me just fine. As for what they look like, they're also tiny, uh, usually un- just under three feet tall. Uh, but whereas, uh, wait, what's it called that race again? Uh, the Kalura? The Kalumra? Uh, whereas the Kalumra could be, uh, charitably described as adorable, the, uh, the Splinters could be more closely described as eldritch. Uh, they, there are angles. None of them are Euclidean. They have limbs, uh, that, the number of which varies. Uh, none of this silly, everything comes in three, in three. Sometimes you need one, sometimes you need 28. And it's good to be flexible. And uh, this one in particular uh, tends to just look like a... Uh, I guess kind of like a, 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 a an amoeba, kind of, but with uh, spiky bits uh, coming out all over it, and uh, it, it has been known to expand itself uh, almost as a uh, as a shield uh, when working with uh, his Kalumra partner in uh, bounty hunting. As for how he got into bounty hunting, well, his particular pod, I guess, of splinters, uh, whatever closest thing they have to a family, uh, was the closest word would be fairly religious, with a strong belief that all life is sacred. Uh, Splort, for his part, has always been a bit of a heretic, uh, so he uh, he decided to set off on his own and test this theory. And uh, hunting down uh, living beings sounded like a good plan to get that. Dan, I didn't read your the, the Splinter's entry closely enough. Splinter makes me think of something like a tree, but then you can like reassemble yourself in different shapes. So are you are you soft and gelatinous or? I'm gonna or- say yeah. By, by by default, yeah, he looks soft and gelatinous, 
but uh, any kind of physical contact would would find him to actually be entirely solid. Nice. Love it. The scene begins with your uh, shuttle landing on one the dock, the one of the main docks of the city of Phenosia. The only sign of civilization on the entire planet of Tombstone. Tombstone itself being mostly uh, desert, cra- uh, deserts, uh, rocky crags, all the the most uh, generic badland description of a western outside you've ever heard is the entire planet except for this one place. And this is where most civilization is. But if there's outlaws or people, they're usually out in the waste, somehow surviving and basically trying to hide from the authorities. You arrive at the dock, your shuttle landing down, uh, the shuttle being owned by the high marshals of, of Terra. It opens up and it's it's you two plus the auto, autopilot. As the door slowly opens, welcome to Phenosia on the planet of Tombstone. Please go to your assignments of capturing Elrak Zarak. Good luck. Thank you. Sure thing. You are welcome. Do you exist? Looking, uh, you, it's been, it, it can, uh, it can talk to, Cal- Cal- what's your character's name? I'm sorry, Angela. Rashira. Uh, the AI can talk to Shira fine, but for whatever reason, the AI has difficulty speaking with, uh, our splinter French Splork. Mm-hmm. Which is noticeable for your species. It's like you're outside of its range for whatever reason. Yep. Yep. Which I use to my so, advantage daily. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. And you leave the shuttle. The shuttle closes behind you and flies up into the air. And you see before you uh, a dock uh, uh, full of a couple of buildings uh, and basically random people walking around. It's sort of like a market area. People are selling goods in this near the dock. Like, there's no real organization. There's no market sector or docking center. It's just... There's a dock here, but also people trying to sell the words to whoever, whoever comes off ships. Stuff like that. And the only clue you have is what your uh, the high marshal gave you. That there is a sort of saloon area you can probably get information called the Eye of Sauron. It comes from some sort it comes from some sort of like uh, old ancient history, you're not exactly sure, but apparently it's it sticks with some people. Yeah. Come, let's go to let's let's find the eye. The eye it is. Let's go. And yep, just slither on along. <laughs> yeah, so so Splort slithers and Rashira kind of like bounces, kind of hops from foot to foot. And as you head through, you see numerous species, humans. Uh, you see, actually, see uh, one Kalamorian. You see no splinters, strangely enough, but you guys are aware, so it's understandable. And as well as a bunch of other species you're somewhat familiar with. The spl- splinters have a saying. saying. There's always a splinter. And if you don't see any splinters, then it's you. i love it yeah and you continue on to travels eventually uh going a couple roads you see a couple of stairs at both of you because you're both species that are somewhat rare at least in this sector of the of the galaxy you head towards the front of the eye of sword and the eye of sword is actually uh the door is actually a is actually a circular that you realize opens up and looks like a giant red eye whoa i see where it gets its name Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In we go! Poke the eye. Let's do this. Yep. <laughs> yep. The, di- the door uh, uh, slowly opens, and you hear, Welcome to the Eye of Sora. And you see someone walk out, kick the door, <clears throat> and then go back inside. we got to fix that at some point. <laughs> yes, you should. But thank you. <clears throat> There's a grumble. And you go inside, and it looks like... Uh, 
sort of uh, traditional Western saloon, but a lot more cybernetic, where basically there's metal tables, uh, there's uh, alcohol dispensers all across the walls, but there's also a traditional bartender in the far corner. Uh, people passing out food, and there's yelling and screaming and arguments. In one corner, you actually see uh, two sentients fighting each other, a larger, brooding, metallic-looking figure, as as well as someone who looks much smaller and thinner, but is able to like dodge around the, the slow blows of the larger creature. Oh. And you hear some music. <laughs> Who should we speak to first? Um, yeah, Splort like looks around uh, and uh, after a second starts slithering over towards the bar. Like I've heard there are usually bartenders. They know things. <gasps> You're right. Good idea, Splort. And uh, Rashira will hop behind him. As you go through, uh, here's the thing. In every other place you two have been, at people you do get looks, but in this place, because there's so many different peoples of, you assume um, differing views on legality in certain matters, they don't really give you a second glance. Like, they've seen weirder. Even in, strangely enough, even the Splinter's case. And as you step forward, you see, you go to the bartender, you realize it's a six-armed individual, but very thin, and his head is, comes out on a long, like, a neck, and it's just a massive maw that looks down upon you with its six arms and says, What can I get ya? Huh? What do you need? I can get you whatever you want. Splurk extends a, a, a part of his being. He creates a limb as needed and points at a nearby bottle, which is, of course, actually probably a cleaning fluid of some kind. Like, looks delicious. Not a problem. Give me a few minutes to repair it for you. And he takes one, two of his limbs, uh, one to grab the bottle, one to get a glass, and starts mixing some, and adding some, some other extra stuff together. And hands it to you. Hey, do it. Do I pour it somewhere, or do I? Do you have a hand to hold it? I don't. I don't yeah, know. he just grabs it with a pseudopod. Like no, nobody's ever oh, seen a uh, a splinter's mouth or other any kind of sensory organ. So, yeah, he's yeah, just I, I he's like just to, holding the drink there. I like to I like to imagine that like you turn everyone turns their head as soon as the back is just a drink is gone. Yeah, exactly. No one knows exactly. how you drank it. Nobody's ever <laughs> seen him consume anything, but he does consume. Oh, he does. All right. All right. What can I get you, little one? Um. Um. And. Rashira's, all three of Rashira's eyes are wide as she is scanning. There's, there's so many options. So many options. What is good? Why, it's all good, but what are your tastes? My tastes are, I like sweet, but I also like salty, but I also like savory, but I also like, like, fruity. Mmm. I see. But I don't like berries. I got it. And you see the creature look to its right, and you see... Uh, you see a tap, a ta- uh, tab, tap, not a tap, where basically you can pull out the different liquids, and it takes the tray underneath the tap and pours it into a drink, <laughs> <laughs> and gives it to you. Try this out. Thank you. Yeah. And Rashira takes it in one of her three-fingered hands and knocks it back. Delicious. I need you to give me a uh, just a standard uh roll to see what Woo-hoo. happens when you take that drink. You just need one success, five or six. Unless you have any trace that will help you, or actually, or anything that would disadvantage you. Uh, da, da, da. You are small. Is that a trait you have of some sort? Not really. Uh, no, not specifically. No, the only okay, thing. Okay, then. No. Yeah, I got agility from my my heritage, yeah, but it wouldn't help. So yeah, just regular two d six. Uh, nope, no successes. You are super drunk Woo! for the first time of your life. <gasps> I see color. 
all the colors. <laughs> that is how vision works. And, uh, and I see smells. That is also how vision works. <laughs> <laughs> I do not understand you. <laughs> wow. So the anything else I can get you? He pauses as he. As he <laughs> Splork puts the uh, somehow suddenly empty glass of his drink uh, down yep. and goes, You're looking for a man thing? Okay. <laughs> and what creature are you looking for? Maybe I can help you. Uh, do we have like a description of the uh, the man we're hunting or the creature we're hunting? Oh yeah, uh, three arms, uh, formerly human but now mostly cybernetic. Uh, basically, razors all over its body. You don't know why, how it has razors all over its body, but he does. Yeah, so you give a general description. Yeah, so Spork explains like three arms, mostly machine, lots of razors. <laughs> also wooing, I got you. Uh, uh let me guess, uh, Elrak, right? That's the one. You're not the first one to look for him. And you probably won't be the last. I mean, the last couple of people are in pieces now. I think one of them's buried out back. No! And he actually, and he, actually, let me check. And his long neck elongates and goes behind the, the bar. You, it gives it takes a minute, comes back. Yep. Buried under the ground. No, we will be the last. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see it look at, at both of you? Woo! <laughs> sure. Well, I'll tell you what I told them. Uh, Elrak has a person that he deals with in this particular city to sell some of his goods. Elrak himself is not here, but you can probably go to this person. Her name is Luya. Luya. Louis. She, <laughs> Louis, she he, he. It just eyes you, Angela, and goes, Luya uh, is in the merchant district, or. Well, it's not really a merchant district. It's more like where merchants are on occasion. Uh, that you can probably find. Uh, uh, she is a eight foot tall Garanian, which you know is sort of like a gorilla looking alien creature. Splort, Splort. Yes. She's like almost three times as tall as us. If you get on top of me, we can be almost as tall. <gasps> That's amazing. You guys are gonna do fine. Yes, we will. Thank you for your support. Sure, I feel bad, but uh, and he looks especially at uh at the Angela's character. Like, you know what? Have that one on me. You're gonna need it. <laughs> the kunk and is Rashira falling off of the bar stool. <laughs> yeah, Splort Splort uh, puts out a uh, a, a limb. And picks up Rashira by one leg, uh, puts out another limb, and drops you know a couple coins to pay for his drink. Goes off on the hunt, and just starts uh, slipping outside. Splort, when did the world get upside down? Did gravity stop working, or is it working very well? Sensors indicate it's going about as usual. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Splort, what do you, Splort, what do you do to help uh, Rashira sober up? Um, hmm. I'm gonna say, I mean, this is this is a Western style setting, uh, so there are probably some variation of space horses. And, yes. Oh, yeah. And where yeah. there are space horses, there are space drinking throws. Uh, okay. so yeah, you so you go to the local uh, horse equivalent, the Jan Jans. 
which are these uh, large, uh, fierce-looking bird-like creatures. And there is a there is a sort of water troth. You're pretty sure it's ninety percent water. Right. Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> it is ice cold. <laughs> Pulls out. Are you all good now? Whoa, that was cold and tasty. Yep. You actually see one of the Janjans look. Its fierce beak looks closely at you with Shira and anger. Hello, ah! hello, friend. I will be away from your your nourishment. And she like kind of half bows as she is backing away from the Janjan. The Janjan looks at you for a second, then slowly goes back to his eye stars and starts ranking. Thank you, friend Splurt. Onward! No. And you head off towards what is essentially the merchant district of this particular city. Uh, you see more... It's There were a couple of merchants in the dock area, but it seems to be... They seem to be more congregating in this area. There's... Uh, all, all next to each other, these various stalls. There's a few uh, shops of people selling various wares. Everything from clothing, uh, electronics, uh, a few uh, weapons, all of that stuff. And as you get turn around the corner, you see your target, uh, Garashan uh, Lu- Luana. Uh, largest uh, nine foot tall gorilla like alien woman uh mostly hairy uh with like what looks like a toga on and she's just there uh yelling across the street you you look like you're the person who needs a giant weapon no how about you giant weapon giant weapon giant i see you want a giant yeah yeah how about yeah oh we've got a deal we've got it pick me we've got pick me she turns her head and looks Way down at you. Rashira is waving her hand above her head, which, you know, gets her up to like three and a half feet. Pick me! Pick me! Ow, oh, oh, oh! Pick me! Pick me! Well, who, who am I to say no to someone so enthusiastic? Come over here, please. Come on, sport! Yep. Slurp, slurp, slurp. So what do you need? I've got I've got weapons large. I've got weapons small. I've got weapons medium. I've got weapons that ha- don't exist yet, but might in the future because I have them on, pre- on uh, layaway. We need... Elraxabrak. She pauses. Really? Why would you need a friend of mine? Because we are bounty hunters. Really? Really? Yes. Yes. And you're on a mission to perhaps stop uh, Elrak? Hmm. Is that a... I mean, we want to take him into custody. Hmm. I mean, he might be able to keep doing what he's doing after we take him into custody. Depends on what he's doing. If it's macrame, they do allow it. (laughs) (laughs) She looks at you. I see your point. I see your point. Uh, I think, sorry, I can't really remember where he is at the current moment. Let me look in the... And let me look at my stall. I think I might have a map somewhere for you. Ooh, thank you. Do looking for a map. Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Just 2d6. Roll, roll 2d6 and add them together. Nine. And I get to roll three because I have the quick gun trait. Nice, nice. Um, so I take the highest two, so my initiative is eight. Very nice. Splort still goes first. Yeah. And then it's uh, then it is you, Kamira, and then Rashira or Shira, sorry, Rashira, Rashira, sorry. So first it's a splort, then Rashira, and then uh, her. Because she only rolled a three, sadly. All right. Uh, so I. So you notice her obviously grabbing for what looks like a bazooka thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try. I mean, we, we're here for information, 
So I'm going to try to actually intimidate uh, our target here uh, right. and convince it that uh, this would be a bad idea. So uh, Splort is basically going to effectively flow up their body nice. and and try and sort of wrap itself around uh, the arm that's looking for the weapon and just start squeezing as something remotely resembling a face goes, that would be a very bad move on your part, and squeeze a little bit harder. And I'm going to try and roll to intimidate, which right, uh, I get, get advantage, advantage right? on because I am a splinter, and that is just fucking weird. So, three dice, and I need five or six on at least one of them. And, God damn it, four, four, and a three. So, nope. I am now, okay. I am now wrapped around this thing's arm. Yep, she looks at you, and you you uh, expect the discomfort you would usually get from uh, most creatures, but for whatever reason, Luana doesn't seem intimidated. Wow, wow, I see, right. I see. Rashi- Rashira, your go. Uh, Rashira, having, uh, noticing uh, her disregard for S- Splort's warning, uh, Rashira pulls out her uh, light bla- uh, laser blaster and says, Hey, listen to what he said. And is going to roll the shooter in the foot. Okay. I roll 2d6. get advantage on this one and mm-hmm. fail. Uh, here's the thing. You shoot her in the foot. I do. Yay. But it doesn't go through her tough hide. That makes sense. They don't look tough. They are tough, these creatures. That's fair. That's fair. And then she's going to look at the both of you. And squish and- us. <laughs> <laughs> and destroy us in one round. Got it. And what she's actually going to do is you wrapped around uh, you wrapped around her hand, right? Yeah, around her like forearm. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna put her hands to the back and then just slam her hands ah. together against you. Fair. All right. She got a six. Dang it! Uh, still, you take one damage as she slaps her hand together, basically ri- uh, putting ripples throughout your entire body. All right. And you fall off her hand. All right. And down to six hit points. Yep. All right. Top of the round. Uh, I guess it's my right. turn again. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Splort, seeing as his uh, initial warning was not heeded, and then he was smooshed, uh, he is going to uh, basically take out his big weapon, uh, which we presume he has because he's trained in. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it looks like basically from his mass, from his body, a cannon effectively extrudes uh, aimed up at, at the creature from uh, from where he's laying in a puddle on the floor, and start Roll a d3 plus one. Alright. So d3 plus one. Yep. So one die, split it in half. That is a four, which goes down to a two plus one, so three points of damage. Yep. Uh, You blast into her, and it looks like it does some damage to her. She is hurt. Uh, Rashira. Uh, let's see. So she's just been hit. Um, Rashira is going to take her at her word that she had a map. And seeing that Splurt has her, you know, obviously on the ropes, uh, Rash- Rashira is going to duck back into her uh, you know, stash of stuff and start looking for clues. Roll it. Because that is what Rashira does. Mm-hmm. So I have um, 
I'm going to say that my nimble fingers advantage works in here since that's an advantage to stealing. One success. Woo! Uh, You quickly search through as the epic fight is happening above you, and you realize you see a data pad that you realize uh, she had already opened previously but never didn't shut down so that she so you don't have to put in the password. Nice. And you realize that there is a trail heading from the city of Phenosia all the way to a distant part uh, on the world of Tombstone. But you, you realize you're going to probably need a car or something to get there. All right. Or some way to travel a long distance. All right. So that's your go. Uh, let's see. Luana is basically pissed, is going to grab uh, the nearest weapon. One to three, it's going to be a light of range weapon. Four to six is going to be a better, a bigger range weapon. Big one. All right. So she's going to look I mean, down that seems like the promise of the premise here. She was handing out giant weapons at the start, so it makes yeah. sense that she grabbed the yeah. big one. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so first she's going to try to shoot at, um, first she's going to try to shoot at Splort. Let's see if she succeeds. She does. Double. Luckily for you, there's no crit thing. That's an optional rule. I decided not to include it because I don't want to kill Much it. Much appreciate it. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> she rolled a five. Uh, you take four damage as she takes a, what looks like a giant bazooka, but out comes this large red beam that scorches into you like the light of the sun. Ow. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. So I'm down okay. to two hit points. Oh, yes, you are. All right. Top of the round. What are you doing? Remember, running is always an option. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but I just got hit by a massive weapon, and yep. I hate that. So uh, okay, I'm going to okay. take another shot. It's like, you know, like, uh, there's basically a hole burned through uh, Splorch's form, mm-hmm. and uh, he just uh, sort of reflows off to the side a bit, and again, just extrudes that cannon. Roll it. again. Let's hope you hit. All right. So that's just 2d6. Let's see. Yes, that's a six. Yay. How much damage do you do? So I roll. That's another six. So six uh, by half, three plus one, four points of damage. Right back at you. Yeah, she turns towards the habit and you should. What did your weapon look like again? Uh, it effectively looks like a, a sort of a bio, you know, biomechanical uh, weapon, like cannon formed out of his own uh, mm-hmm. body. Yep. Uh, you, she turns towards you to try to shoot you again, and but you shoot her straight in the face, and where before was a face and a head is now empty space, and she topples to the ground. <laughs> Told you that was a bad idea. And after the battle's over, you all look around and you see there is chaos in the streets because there was an epic battle. <laughs> but, you also, but you also hear what sounds like the, the approach of uh, footsteps running in your direction. You realize probably the local militia. Rashira pops up from behind the weapon seller's corpse. Uh, she like, been, you know, this one was large enough that Rashira was completely hidden and she just like pops up where her head once was. <laughs> I've got a map. Great. We should run. She's it. It's the fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> let's find, let's find a, a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I'm 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 still sort of pulling myself together. I did get pretty badly hurt, so I, w- I will let Rashira uh, take the lead on hopefully finding transportation. What are you, what are you looking for in a vehicle? Can two since we're both small, can two of us fit on one of those Janjans? Yes, you can. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to run back to the. Uh, I'm going to let Splort kind of pull himself together. Uh, maybe I like. 
put some debris around him so he'll kind of blend in and hopefully not catch the eye of the militia that's coming up in case I can't get back in time. And I'm going to dash off to that trough, find the, the Janjan that I'm obviously best friends with now, ah, ah. and jump on its back. Ah! Give me a roll, 2d6, to try to calm the savage beast. Da, 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 da. I got a six! Yeah. Ah. It, it takes a bit. But eventually the Jen Jen uh, calms down. He's like, ah! and then goes back to drinking water. Oh, I pull the, the reins and I get it to go it, back to. It, uh, it, rel- it reluctantly does so. I mean, you did succeed, but it's still a, it's still a stubborn. That's beast. fair. That's fair. Yep. But yep. I'm like acting, you know, like, yeah, yeah, go faster on the way. Dun, 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 dun. And eventually he reaches where Splort is. Splort! Ah! I have a mighty steed! Great! Kind of pour myself up uh, behind Rashira. The Janja doesn't even seem to notice. It doesn't it's a it doesn't care. And it's and then it it I was gonna say it rushes off, but it's more of a dun 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 but eventually once it gets out of the city then it starts to run a little bit faster and you realize looking at the map it's going to take two days to reach the place in Tombstone you need to go so the first day what do you do to camp out at night Hmm. I think we find one of those rock outcroppings uh you know it's uh oh it's actually like one of those arches i think that we have in the american southwest those giant rock arches and so it's that really picturesque uh silhouette of you've got the rock arch behind us the the sky is just filled with millions of stars we have our campfire going because this is the future it's not made with with actual uh uh logs you know we have some little like insta camp stove sort of thing uh but i i'd like to think that you know and obviously jesus you can throw other things at us but at least you get a moment of the two uh, uh like marshals out on the the prairie exploring the west and taking a quiet moment with their noble steed uh tied up uh against the the arch ah! And you see, there's an image of the birds uh, crying out into the night with the head silhouetted by the moon. As it goes, imagining the campfire thing. It's like one of those little like uh, sterno cans, except as soon as you pull the lid, it starts warming, and then it produces like a hologram of fire. Because of the future. <laughs> I love nice. that. Nice. Very but otherwise, nice. it's just a high tech space heater. <laughs> nice. And that night, unless you want to say anything, is uneventful. All right, and so I am back to full hit points because that's kind of how it works. Back. Yep, nice. just because it's future. Yeah, it's fine. You rest, you get all your it's points back. future period. and hero weird thing from another dimension. Yeah. What does a healing force for a splinter look like? Uh, let's just say that when we got to the campsite, there was lots of random organic biological debris, you know, trees, insects, lizards. Uh, when we leave in the morning, uh, the place is sterile. And, <laughs> and Splort oh, is uh, back to his usual full girth. But you see, you see something in the eye of that uh, Janjan. It saw Janjan. It saw things. Mm-hmm. Saw terrible things. And you continue. The Janjan so, has seen Splort drink. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It'll never be the same again. <laughs> yep. And it's the next day. Uh, day. Another day before you finally reach Elrak. 
And because it's the Wild West, and because this is a role-playing game, let's see what random encounter pulls. Yeah. As you're traveling along, you hear a massive roar. And you think, at first was a massive roar, but you realize it's multiple roars of multiple creatures so in sync that they roar as one. You look down and you see these strange lizard-like creatures. Uh, both of you give me a perception roll as you look upon them. These herd of like uh, two-legged uh, with these massive claws. They sort of look like velociraptors, but you don't notice something strange along their backs. I got one success with a five. I got a six. All right, as you both look at them, you realize, yeah, they look sort of like Velociraptors, like with like strange silvery skin, and but on their backs, on their back, all across their backs, there's this like green fungus, and out of the fungus come these stalks, numerous stalks with eyes, just looking around, like they look seem to be looking independently of the of the creature, and you you and with a six, it, there's no rules for this, but you have a sense that these are might be two separate creatures, but they have some sort of symbiotic right relationship, and as they're looking around, one of them. They start all searching around for, you realize, for food. I need both of you to give me stealth rolls. Of s- stealth rolls. Oh, dear. Uh, let's see, and I do not get anything for that, so just standard duty Bye. six. Mm-hmm. Nope, failed. Also failed. You. Tr- How do you guys fail at stealthing around these creatures? I blame the Jan-Jan. Ah! <laughs> just, it, looks at, it just looks at you. It's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, yesterday's experience left, uh, Splort a bit twitchy, so, uh, he fails at hiding because he's already manifested his cannon and is, like, aiming it in their general direction, so there's, like, the yep. glow of the... Yep. And do you hear that vibration and you see, uh, it looks like six of the creatures turn their heads towards you and start running on their Velociraptor-like legs. And you see numerous eye stalks staring at your direction. And they come charging at you. Roll for initiative. Oh, boy. Five. Uh, ten. Nice. Nice. Five for you. So, Rashir, you go first. Okay. They, you realize they're splitting off three towards you, three towards Splort. Oh, wait, you're all riding on the same... Yeah, we're all or, currently or on, the, on the same... Uh, jam. Jam, jam. Oh, jam, then, they're, jam. then they're all six are on, heading towards you. What do you do? And are we on, like, wide open prairie? Yes, you are. Um... What? I mean, they're just coming straight at us. I mean, this is yep. like the Prometheus school of avoiding things. If I just go a couple <laughs> feet to the right, do I win? Uh, but you could I, try. I mean, <laughs> Splort and I are not the fastest creatures that has been established. Nope. Uh, nope. Neither is this Jan Jan, but I'm hoping maybe it'll have the fear of God in it. Right. And so we're just going to try to uh, uh, take evasive maneuvers, you know, go, we're going off slightly to the, the right. You know, kind of going diagonally, hoping that we can get faster than them and get around them. All right, we're going to make this an extended test. So you need three successes. Okay. Or, but if you get three failures, I mean, you're going to roll for the Jan Jan on this. You, if you get three failures, they catch up to you. Okay. So, all right. So, first roll as they come, as on the white plane, wide planes, they come. Can we say, them, uh, so. uh, you know, as so, uh, she's making these rolls, um, uh, Splorch is basically going to laying down sort of suppressing fire sort of to basically make it an advantage on her rolls yep yep so you roll 3d6 okay two successes two successes alright that first strike yeah, basically suppressing fire helps as you put little ditches in front of the creature it slows them down but they're still going after you second roll do I still have the advantage yes I'll keep shooting as long as you keep running <laughs> mm-hmm. one success yep uh 
they're still trying to chase you, but they seem to be getting farther and farther away. I'll be here, the cross. Arr, 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 and last one. One success. Boom. Yep. Uh, you turn a corner and you see your Janjun, maybe by instinct, go up. Uh, you actually turn a corner inside between two uh, two cliff faces. And you're in this like little valley. And then you see the Janjun. You never knew we could do this. Hop up between the different walls, the two walls, like a ninja. Ooh. And just go, climbs up to the top. And you see the creatures go through and keep on running past you. It's part And you actually though. see the... Yeah, and you see you see uh, the um, the Jenjen on one leg, a one leg, little little outcropping that even you with your small self, you're not sure you could make, just staring down with ease. And you hear it say, "I'm Jenjen." Yeah, <laughs> and in Jenjen. <laughs> good Jenjen, good Jenjen. Rashira is patting its head. <laughs> yep the the we weapon continue. gets. And we continue. Thank you for your help, Splort. My pleasure. Onward! Yep, and after a while, the Jenjen goes back down and starts ambling along. And you realize, you don't understand why it's so calm all the time. It's it's literally Bird Batman. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and it just keeps on going. And then that's the end. What happens the second night? Because you realize that uh, the next day, you're going to be at the outpost where you're assuming Elrak has... Elrak and probably some goons are ready there for you, if they know you're coming. They probably heard about their friend being, well beheaded she started it i finished it <laughs> you want to give us the description this time dan um for just t- tonight's camp basically yep, yep. um hmm. you know there's there's a, a dry riverbed uh, nearby and uh this being an alien planet even though water no longer flows through it there are uh insectoid creatures that almost look like fish when you're looking at them from the outside, kind of swimming in schools through the dark riverbed, kind of reflecting the light of one of, one of as many moons as this place has. Uh, and so we've kind of like camped out on the, on the edge of that. We've got another little hollow fire going on. And uh, yeah, that's it. It was having you know, our, our quiet camp there uh, with Splorch occasionally uh, trying to fish one of the uh, one of the insects out by like just dipping a soda pot in, like <laughs> missed. Why don't you give me a two d six to see if you can? Sure. Uh, nope, two fours. So nope. Yeah, it, it it it's like they know wherever you're gonna try to strike and just easily dodge out of the yep. way. Psionic insectoid fish. Yep. They yes, your guess probably. Must be. Cannot be a fault of my skill. Must be that they are psionic. <laughs> and it's the next day, and you're heading toward the outpost. Uh, the map didn't give, give you location, but didn't give you an idea of what it may look like. But as you're slow, uh, walking, uh, racing over there, you realize that you start seeing in the distance that outpost. And as you get closer, you realize it is much bigger than you anticipated. You probably think maybe five stories tall, about, you would have to say quarter of a mile wide it is huge and as you get closer i'm gonna say uh rashira you realize they probably have scouts of some sort you might want to figure out a way to approach all right so i'm going to pull the janjan you know behind a another one uh, another rock outcropping uh going to look around really fast to see if this outcropping has any sort of Sensor equipment on it, uh, so establishing that it is, in fact, a good hiding spot. All right. Roll it. 2d6. 
With my perception trait, I get advantage. Yes, you do. One success. All right. Uh, you look around. It's your guess that uh, metals in this particular area will keep you covered from any sensory, anything to try to sense you. All right. So uh, Rashira relays that to Splort. We mm-hmm. should have a moment to get our bearings here. They shouldn't be able to find us. Good. Excellent. How many do you think there are? A lot. I'm worried about them having having some sort of scouts that'll be that that either know that we're already on our way and or they might see us as we're in our final approach. I think our best bet would be to sneak in. Do you think they have plumbing? Everybody has plumbing. Wait, is that offensive? Do you have plumbing? I can create it as needed. So yes, we're gonna tried and true RPG trope. We need to find the sewers, Jesus. Give me perception rolls, both of you. Six. Ah, uh, no successes. Splort, with your mastery of sewer tactics, mm-hmm. you realize you have to follow the psionic insect fish because they're probably going to go where their food is. And worse, better food for these psionic fish than whatever waste comes out of this giant facility. And you notice like a, a small hole that is big enough for both, both of you that that's uh, pulling out all this liquid substances you don't even guess what it is that's pouring out into the wastes but you can use to go inside of the facility if you wanted to here we go seems a little wasteful to let all this organic material go but i have never understood you beings anyway it's okay let's go sadly it's not big enough for the gen gen sadly I'm going to uh, tie up the Janjan near that out, the the rocky outcropping where it shouldn't be able to be detected. Okay, yeah, and it just it just stands there, just looking around. You are a good and noble creature. And in we go. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and you go through the sewer systems towards uh, the facility. And you, as you go through it, it's, it's at first just one route, but then you realize it splits into three different directions. <gasps> three. It is auspicious. Yes. Especially since there are only two of us. Wait, that is not what auspicious means. It, it's okay. I figured it was <laughs> lost in translation. Yes. Do we split up or do we choose just one? I think we need to just choose one. Because on our own, we're not enough to take in Elrak Zabrak. But together, we are mighty. Agreed. And right. unless Splort has a, an idea on which one we should take, I'm just going to roll a, a D3. Oh, yes, he is following your okay. lead. All right, so we're, all right. So one, two, three, left, middle, right. We're going to the right. right I'm watching Jesus's face very carefully as I say that. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? We're going to As the you, you r- had- left. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As you head towards the right, you going through the various passages. You eventually realize that the passage there's uh these pipes that lead up that you can take, then all some liquids are coming down from it. Up we climb. Yep. Yep. And you go to a, what looks like the grate. Both of you give me perception rolls. One success. Yep. One success with a six. Yeah. You listen in and you he- do hear people. But they seem to be farther off. Maybe around a corner or something. I think we can come up here. And Rashira is going to try to very quietly lift the grate. 
you quietly lift the grate and look around, and you see uh, there's no people, but you do see bunk beds, lots and lots of bunk beds. Uh, farther off, uh, behind you, you see a bunch of sinks. You might be where like a like a bathroom is, but like there's no wall between the bathroom and the bunk beds for some odd reason. And you slowly push stuff away, and you look up, and you're like tons of bunk beds with a bunch of lockers. And on the lockers, on the lockers and some uh, lock boxes, you see a symbol, and you see what looks like a stylized green E, and the name uh, LRAX Exterminators. I think we're in the right place. Good. Otherwise, it would be very disappointing. Yep. But yeah, as you further off, you see a door, and you hear, you hear people, and you, you realize that there's people outside of the doors. Um, aside from the, uh, the, the LRAX exterminators on there, uh, is there any sort of indication of who these things might belong to? Basically, I want to find, uh, uh, a footlocker that belongs to a fellow, uh, a heritage of short stature, and I want to steal someone's uniform. You don't just I'm, don't even roll. You find one, but it's not really for your species. Your That's species true. is not known for being mercenaries. That's, I'm but true. you do find one for a, another small stature uh, species, a raconian. Uh, very small. Uh, it's a little baggy for you, but you think you can make it work. Great, I put it there, on. There is nothing that can flit splurge. That's yeah. <laughs> no. You, I, 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 he, he drapes a dress uniform over his body. It's <laughs> <just> like <laughs> you look amazing. They'll never know. <laughs> so what do you do next? I mean, we are perfectly camouflaged, yes. obviously. <laughs> so yeah. uh, we're just going to walk out like we own the place because we belong <laughs> here 100%. Yep. And as you uh, walk out, uh, you know, look to your right and you see that there are two beings talking to each other. One that looks like sort of like a praying mantis and another one that looks like a carrot. And they start just, carry with legs. They start talking to each other, and they both turn towards you. And you see the insect creature go like, I've never seen you before. We're new. Very new. Give me pers- uh, deception rolls. <laughs> uh, does having the uniform give us an advantage? I'll, give, I'll say the uniform gives you an advantage, yes. One success. Five. Zero successes for me. Yep. I, that makes uh, sense, in a way. Yeah. Yep, uh, you see them kind of glancing past Yashira to Splort. You are a species I've never seen before. And you see the printed mantis creature slowly step towards you. Where are you from? I'm going to try and use my unsettling slash intimidating thing again. And Splort is going to flow right up to him and uh, manifest the cannon and goes like, I have seen your species before. It makes pretty noises when it cracks open. Give me 3d6. That's terrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. I got a five. All right. And you hear in- the creature says, hey, we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. Stepping back. We're we're cool. We are we are down with you. You two are great. So uh, you're here for the me- you're here for the meeting, right? We're ready for the meeting? The Elrox Exterminators meeting? Yes. Why yeah. else would we be here? Exactly, it's not like man. we're here to take anybody into custody or something. Ha 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 ha. There's a bit of quiet and you hear the characters go like, I get what you're trying to do. It, uh, next time, newbies. Uh, 
Yeah, the meeting's uh, in about 10 minutes over there in the main meeting hall. You know where it is, right? Right. All right. See you there. We're going to take over the solar system. Yeah. Yeah. Finger guns right back at him. <laughs> Pow. And then go back to the conversation. And we're going to at least walk in that general direction that the carrot creature pointed. I need both of you to give me navigation rules <laughs> because it's a large facility. And we are small creatures. Uh, yeah, I got a six. Nice. No successes. Right. Uh, Splort, it Splort takes you a while, but you do discover that there is there is a map, and someone put you are here. Mm. Nice, so helpful. And there, yeah, and uh, and there is a route on the third floor to where the main meeting hall is going to be. They may be bandits, but they're fully OSHA compliant. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also uh, sections with barracks, bathrooms, uh, main offices. Should we go to the meeting or? Uh... Or Rashira points at that main offices uh, section. Or should we catch, try to catch uh, Elrak when he's uh, unaware? Probably better to catch him when he's not surrounded by an entire army of followers. You are so right. You're so smart, Slurt. It's true. I am. And you head off towards where the main offices are going to be. You head to the main office, and surprisingly, they are mainly up. You realize most people are probably at the meeting. And you go inside, and there's uh, numerous uh, doors, and you see you see diverse names, lieutenants, sergeants, etc. You thought Elric, uh, Elrak had like just a gang of thugs, but this looks more like an army getting ready for something. To take yeah, over the solar be- system. We, we yeah, were told. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And eventually you go to the uh, door that is that says Elric's office, but it has a stylized E and it's green. And there's all the there's a, actually a security camera right up top. Or I uh, Rashira's eyeing that security camera, figuring that maybe they shouldn't just walk up to the door; they'll be seen. Hmm. Uh the the door is there like a. Uh, is it like a uh, you know space door where it's kind of like a an airlock fully sealed, or is it more like a a real world now door where there might be seams around it? There might be seams around it. it looks like a normal door. Rashira looks at the person that can't, or the creature. I'm sorry, that was very speciesist of me. <laughs> uh, Rashira looks at her partner who has shown an affinity for changing into all sorts of different shapes and sizes. And then look significantly at the seam under the door. Uh, I see what you're trying to say in your primitive way. <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, he's going to try and uh, just flatten himself out into a mm-hmm. pool of alien <laughs> non-nucleating creature and uh, mm-hmm. flow under the door. And I'm going to say you do. You don't need to roll for yeah. that. You're able to sneak under it. But I need you to give me a perception roll as you sneak out with a disadvantage, so only one d Fair enough. That is a three, so I fail. You're right. You easily go under the door and splurt your way back up. And with, because you're, when you're flat under this, it's hard to see around mm-hmm. you because, you know, you're a flat 2D dimensional creature. Mm-hmm. But when you go back into 3D space, you scan around. Left. There's a nice desk to, right in front. There's a nice view. Uh, it's one of those, the entire wall, you realize it's a, like a window. It's very nice. Probably tinted on the other side so enemies can't shoot at you. And to the right is a death robot. Mm. That's turning on. This isn't the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Roll for initiative. Ah, great. All right. 
And I'm going to say Angela, you too. Yeah, so that's a 10 on initiative for me. Nice. Very nice. What'd you get, Rashir? Uh, I got 11, actually. Nice. Oh, nice. I so don't know Rash- what's happening on the other side of the door, but I'm ready no. for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rashira, you here initiating combat mode. <laughs> I, I am going to... Uh, from the other side of the door. Yes, uh, from the other side of the door. Presumably. Okay. Uh, Rashira is deciding that this is not the time for subtlety. She takes out her blaster and first wants to take out the... Uh, she's going to... Uh, debating whether I want to take out that camera first. But I, there's already a death robot. So she's mm-hmm. just going to go and throw open the door. Unless it's locked. Okay. It's locked, but you can try to shoot up the door. I roll shoot open the door. Roll a 2d6. That's the door. You don't need to roll to, to shatter a door. So it, the your action is blasting open the there door. There we go. Uh, Splort. Uh, yeah, Splort is going to uh, shoot the robot. What else can we do? I don't think it's... Uh, 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 Vulnerable to intimidation. So, let's see. Yeah, five and a six. Nice. All right, roll, roll your damage. Yeah. Nice, another six. Oh, so, five, so that's so four, four damage? damage. Oh, yeah, you, you, blast, you blast it to all hell, but it's it. Uh, you realize it's on its last legs out of character. It has one hit point yeah. left. Because it's just a minor death robot. Just and a it minor just death stares robot. At, it's just a minor death robot, but and it's gonna try to shoot you back. It misses. It basically you shot it so well, like its tracking systems aren't functioning, and just splat, shoots around you with this blast. Beautiful. All right, top of the round, Rashira. All right, Rashira is going to shoot for yeah. There's a the the hulking uh sizzling hole where the uh, bazooka got it. So Rashira is aiming for it was obviously a weak spot there. And got two successes, six and a five. And you don't need to need to roll because it only has one hit point. Is basically you blast it apart and it explodes. <laughs> Both of you, because I didn't do this last time, I'm doing it now. Roll a d6 and tell me if you get a one. Uh oh. Nope, got a five. Got a two. All right, that was a roll for cinematic depletion. Mm. If you had rolled a one, you would have run out of bullets. Ah, uh, yes. That makes sense. So every time you use your you use a combat where you use your guns, after the combat is done, roll a, if you roll a one and a one d six, you're out of bullets. Got it. Just so you're aware for future shootings, which may or may not happen, they're going to happen. All right. So yeah. So as you sh- finally blow up that uh that robot, you hear red lights flashing around you. I think, I think they know we're here. Yep. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, you didn't shoot down the camera, right? I did not shoot down the camera because you there's already the camera, a death robot. <laughs> yep, and you see the camera staring at both of you. Uh, well, wait, the, you, the camera was on the outside of the door. So is there like no. any uh, uh, screen in here that would show me what's happening in the hallway? Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a good point. Yes, there is a screen that you can see. And you look in the hallway. Uh, uh, you look in the hallways. Uh, and actually, because it's the LRAC's room, it has all the cameras for the facility. Nice. All right. So I want, I'm scrolling through screens. I want to find LRAC. Uh, you realize that Elrek was in the meeting hall until the alarm blasted off. So basically, you saw him there just uh, standing in front of the stage like a motivational speaker talking to the rest of his crowd. And if you record back, you can hear some of music. And when we take over, we will be the greatest power in existence! Rashira watches this and just shakes her head. She's like, we missed the monologue? And you hear people cheering, Let the great Splorobat 
sort them out, woo! Stuff like that. And then the alarms happen, and people are ch- charging. Uh, usually there's a, there's a team of people with guns aim, running towards where Elrock's offices is. And you hear Elrock just goes like, go chase him down! And, he, and there's a screen behind him, and he looks back, and he's, and he's looking, and you realize he's looking at the recording of the video of you guys entering, and he knows what you two look like, because the video camera was still yes, there. Yes, it was. Fair. Okay. Get this, get this, this little, uh, what the fuck, a Kalumarin? And that, what the, why, God, what is that? Looking at Splort. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so is he still on the stage? He's still on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so he just he sends out his army and he just still chills there center stage just waiting for people to come back. Exactly. Um I want to uh uh get up into the the air ducts. We are small. Of course. Yep. Of course and there are always air ducts. So I climb on top of Splort, I imagine, and then Splort in long gates to push me up to the the ceiling and I take off a grate and I climb inside. And I'm going to say you easily do that because there's always a grate and you're small as we go into a yes. grate. What about Splort? Does the same. All right. You say long gate. Yep. Yeah. And they just like. <laughs> go in. Just flows in. Yep. And as you quickly flow in, you see the doors, they're slam open again. They're, they were partially destroyed, but not completely. And you see people with the game, gaming guns looking around and I'm going to give them a perception roll to see. No, they have no idea where you nice. went. Yep, and you guys shuffle off. I'm gonna die hard of this. All right, where are you going? To the stage. Yep. All right. That's where our target I is. I need you to both give me both navigation rolls to try to navigate through the air ducts towards the meeting area. Since we saw that map earlier, does that give us an advantage? Extra advantage. Yep. Oh, in that case, I'll roll the third die just to be sure. Yeah, One six. success. I got a five. You're both able to get a general idea of where the meeting area is. There's signs in here as well. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a tiny sign just in case of air duct yeah. infiltration <laughs> alright yeah and eventually over some time as, as you, uh, you're you going through numerous uh, corridors and you hear people rushing around trying to look where do they go I have no idea what do they look like what's this little cute thing and what's a monster from another dimension it's weird it's weird <laughs> and there's people rushing around all over the place and then eventually you go towards the grate above the meeting area. The, me- the only problem is the meeting area grate. It's a, like a huge uh, auditorium-like area, so you are high above. Like you're maybe two stories up looking down. And you see, actually see, uh, you see, Elra- you see uh, Elrak still on the stage. And you see what looks like six or seven other people just milling about, waiting to see what happens. Elrak himself, he's looking around. He's like mostly a cybernetic uh, creature with claws and guns all over his body. But it's hard to see this position of this massive, uh, formal human with cybernetic practicing a speech to himself. <laughs> He's like, and then we're going to take over. No, I should have gone with, and then we're going to take over. No, it's got it's to just, and then we're going to take over. Oh, yeah, you got to use the arms. Got to use the arms. Got to use the arms. <laughs> All right. So we are very high up, especially considering our relative sizes. Yes. He is a hulking death machine. Mm-hmm. Yes, he With is. backup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a, a stage. Uh, so is there like, you know, like catwalks and ropes and stuff like there? Of course there are. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing there's like, you know, counterweights from ropes, stuff like that. Stuff we can drop on them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Nice, lights. nice. Yeah, lights, weights, possibly mm-hmm. an entire catwalk. <laughs> On the catwalk, on the catwalk, I got you. No, I, I totally see where you're going with this. Uh, yeah. All right. So I think we're going to uh, uh, 
slide out of, you know, move the, the grate so that we can slide onto one of these catwalks. And uh, we are very, again, this is uh, probably going to be a, a stealth roll as we are sneaking to an advantageous position to start dropping things on bad guys' heads. Both of you give me stealth rolls. Mm. Yeah, five. Good. Nope. Failed. So I'm going to say you both are on two different catwalks because you're both going to, because there's, uh, I'm going to say there's total six, three, uh, two teams of three and one above, one, uh, one below one catwalk, one below another catwalk and you're, you're going to just try to sink it. Uh, they don't see Splort, but they do see Rashira and you see them all pointing guns at Rashira, but they don't see Splort yet. And you see Elric look up at Rashira. Ah, one of the assassins from the high marshals, I bet, Right. Come to kill the great and powerful Elrak, the one that will take over this system. I see your plan. You don't know the real me. <laughs> That's an amazing monologue. <laughs> uh, Rashira uh, realizes that they're not looking at Splort, they're only looking at her. And uh, so she jumps onto the edge of the, the catwalk. She's going to take the spotlight for herself. And she's going to cry out, I am here to avenge my fallen friend! You and yours shall die for what you have done to him! Give me a performance roll. Sure. Two fives! I see. Which friend did I kill? I'm sure it was a noble death because he was killed by my hand. It was by the the one that you have never seen before. He was a a creature from beyond this this dimension. Oh, that creature! Oh, we killed him! Thank God, we thought he couldn't die. That was a monstrous. You're be- Abs- I'm sorry. You d- you killed him. It was very traumatic, and now you shall die. And she is going to start taking shots at the uh, uh, the soldiers. Okay, you know what? I'll t- let you have one shot, and then we're going to see what happens with uh, Splor. Yes. Uh, it goes wide. Okay, goes wide. Roll for initiative. Hey, me too, I'm guessing. Yep. Uh, I rolled nine. Seven. Okay, so, top of the round. Rashira. Rashira's going to take uh, another shot at these uh, these guards. Roll it. Uh, one success. Okay, uh, roll a D, uh, D6 divided by two plus one. I'm oh, sorry, divided by... Th- Three plus one? Yes. Yeah, so one, one or two, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Um, so got a two, and uh, so, so three uh, three damage. Oh, yeah, so you, you uh, blast at one, one of the smaller ones, and it causes some damage, but it's not down. All right, and then uh, Splort. Uh, Splort is going to uh, take out his massive weapon and basically shoot out the supports of the catwalk that he's on so it crashes down on the whole bunch uh, while going... Boo, I am a ghost. <laughs> Filled with vengeance. I will vengeance. say this. You will only take down three of yeah. them if you roll normally. But if you roll at a disadvantage, you might take on all of them. You know what? Fuck it. Let's, let's, let's take a chance. All Why right. not? There we go. One die. Yep. Five. Yeah! How do you take down... Like, it was supposed to... The catwalk would only fit three of them. How do you get the rest of them? Uh, I'm going to say uh, it, it actually happens because... Because he doesn't take out all the supports, so the the, cat, the catwalk kind of falls down, but then uh, that final support kind of like yanks it and the thing sweeps across the stage. 
uh, just <laughs> taking with it, like, basically all the mooks, just like... Yeah. And they're all just crossed. Nah! Vengeance is mine. You see Elrak pissed. And he takes out one sort of massive cannon, but you realize it's there's a... It's a gun that's multiple guns and one, like, just starts splurting out. Uh, like, some sort of liquid metal substance, and starts shooting around the room. And he's gonna shoot at all of you with a black light blaster. So first at Vashira, uh, that's definitely gonna hit. Uh, that's one success. And then for Splort, that else is also gonna hit. Uh, you both take t- t- uh, three damage. All right, hold on. Pew, pew. So with my uh, my heritage uh, skill, I have incredible agility. When I'm successfully mm-hmm. hit by an enemy, I get to uh, roll one d six, and if I succeed, I evade it. So let's all right. see. Go for it. I got a five. He doesn't yes. hit me. Yep. So basically, how do you dodge? It's, it's like a laser light show, but of death, <laughs> as all these bullets are just aimed everywhere. How do you dodge? Well, out? we established that Rashira kind of bounces everywhere, yes. so it's like like a gymnastics program in here. As she's doing <laughs> backflips and handsprings and cartwheels. And she's a maniac. Exactly, maniac just evading so all of this. Uh, <laughs> like like it's like it's something fun. She's laughing. She's laughing as she does it. Stop laughing at my speech. I mean, my guns. <laughs> Not my speech, my guns. Stop laughing. <laughs> All right. Top of the round. Rashira. Uh, and uh, can we say that in all of that uh, flipping and, and jumping that uh, maybe she found like a rope to slide down so that she's not yes. you know, two stories up any longer? Yep. All yep. right, so, you know, very, we're going to mix our, our genres here, but very pirate-like, you know, she slides down a rope uh, to to land uh, near the stage, and she's going to take a shot at the, uh, at Elrak. All right. One success. All right, do your damage. Uh, that's a three. Oh, three damage, very nice. Uh, you blast into him. Uh, you do, he, you realize he does, uh, has some shielding, but it, but it still hurts him as far as you can tell. Eat and my laser! Stop it! Splort! Uh, Splort is going to uh, uh, buckle some swashes. He's going to uh, <laughs> grab, uh, uh, I guess, a nearby rope and and uh, swing down while letting out, while shooting at, uh, at what's-his-face. Uh, with the idea of landing near uh, Rashira. So I'm a rollist. Let's see, where's my dice? Here we go. Six and a four. Nice. Now you hit. So damage, damage, please. Come on. Ah, that's a two. So by one, one plus one. So I guess, or yeah, two one damage. plus one is so two damage. Yeah, you you blast him with your otherworldly. Yeah, it's, it's, rifle. A, it's a glancing it's a, blow because I'm in the middle yeah. of swinging down. Yep. But yep. you and look cool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, n- seeing the annoyed because technically, uh, Rashir caused more damage than you did with your glancing Fair. blow. Uh, basically, is going to point his cannon straight at Rashira and is going to fire. It, it transforms from his like uh, his laser like death show of death into an actual heavy cannon and shoots at you. Uh, before before evade tests oh. are made, I have defender. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, when an adjacent alley is hit, and we've established that I've swung down next to Rashira, yep. uh, before evade tests are made, you may choose to have that attack hit you instead. Do you sure you want to make it hit you? Yeah. Okay, then he's gonna he he succeeded. He's gonna try to shoot you for oh boy, that's a four total. All right, so I take four. Into you. 
You take four damages. You this heavy cannon turns towards you, and with a green light, zaps into yep, you, creating a hole inside of your being. Yep, but I am down to three hit points. But yeah, I took I yep. took the hit for Rashira. He's like yeah, because uh, that would have taken out Rashira. Yeah, yeah so, so he basically have. he landed in a in a puddle next to Rashira, mm-hmm. and as the as the gun swings over, he rises up almost like a wave in the way of the shot, and just <laughs> takes the hit. Nice. Okay. Uh, top of the round. Rashira. Rashira is going to point her gun through the hole in Splurt <laughs> yeah. and shoot at Alrak. All right. One success. All right. How much damage? Da, 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 da. Uh, two. All right. Another blast at a vital point. It is. He is very close, but he is not down yet. It's up to you. Come on, Splurt. Uh, Splurt. All right. Splurt, you better hit this because he's going to shoot his yeah. hand. Uh, yeah. So as soon as that shot hits, uh, goes through the hole in Splurt, the hole seals up and then extrudes forward, forming that cannon and <laughs> shoots again. Let's see. That's a six and a five. Yeah. What's your damage? Yeah. A four divided by two, so two plus one, so three points of damage. How do you kill him? Yay! Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, so you know what? Uh, decapitation seems to be a thing for sport. <laughs> so uh, because he he finds uh, all these other beings need of a head amusing. Yep. Uh, like, <laughs> and yeah, you you blast his head apart. The head explodes, and for a second you see the body is still moving. And you thought he's gonna shoot again, and then you realize he's it's walking back and forth across the stage. And moving its arms around. And you realize, he automated his speech. <laughs> he, he's automating his speech. It's not even his real sp- That's just dirty. Yep. Wow. Wow. So do you see that massive body just trying to mimic a speech without without a head? That's that's terrifying. Yep. Yep. So what do you do next? As you see, uh, you're assuming because of the alarms, no one heard the battle happening inside, but soon people are going to arrive. Do we need to uh, to collect the bounty? Do we need to have any sort of proof with us? You need. You do need proof. Yep. Okay, but and the head has been obliterated with your blast. Yep. Splurt. Yeah, you know it happens. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, then I'm going to uh, let's see. Hmm. The body is still moving <laughs> and covered in razors. <laughs> I want to. Does does he wear anything? He's had this very uh, prominent logo throughout the the the, the stronghold. Uh, is he wearing anything? The, or is the body left with anything um, with of that logo? Oh yeah, the, the chest area actually has that ho- logo stapled on it. Uh, so I want to very nimbly and uh, doing my my. Nim, uh, agility uh, thing again. I want to like do a couple of hops and flips and end up on the where the neck was uh, and lean down and pry off this uh, chest plate. You do so. You don't need to roll for that. And the, the entire time, Splore, you see as she's trying to climb up the the leg is the the body is going to a very important part of the speech and just arms yeah. going all over the place. Yeah. yeah, and it's really just. Like if he, you're presuming he'd be. This is the part where he's screaming out about something important. He's gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very moving. <laughs> <laughs> Quite hey, charismatic. Pry it off. This should help us get our. This will let us collect our bounty. Great. He would never be seen without this. Let's get out of here. Yep. And you guys rush off away from the meeting hall. Uh, I need both of you to give me one more stealth roll as you're trying to escape the facility. 
One Got a six. Not me. One and a uh, four. You're, uh, as you're rushing off, Splore, you hear some shouts behind you as you get noticed. As you're rushing out of the facility, people are shooting behind you. They're going to get one free shot at you as you're running Fair. away. Two twos. Uh, there's a there's blaster fire. There's laser guns. There's all these weapons. And there's an epic scene of shots hitting close. You explosions, tons of explosions behind you, but you don't look back. <laughs> you don't look back at the explosion. No I mean, maybe he does. We don't know. <laughs> okay. You don't know. <laughs> but you're able to splurt off away from the facility, and you you finally reach the Jan Jan, which is still just standing there like it owns the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get on the Jan Jan and run. <laughs> Yep. Noble Steed, we need your we need your skills once more. And Rashira hops on the back, and we run off into the sunset. Into the yep. sunset. Yeah, you both rush off into the sunset. Yes. Uh, on the back of the Jan Jan on its butt is the symbol of uh, Elric's exterminators. As your victory is completed, as your mission is completed, and that's where we end. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. All right. I yeah because I've been uh, first off. What did you guys enjoy? Yeah. That? I was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is using uh, the Tiny Frontiers rules, which is used for a bunch of different uh, other games, like Tiny Dungeons, Tiny uh, Frontiers, Mecha, and Monsters. This similar rule system of nice, simple, I, I personally like it. It's by uh, uh, Alan Barr from Gallant, Gallant Night Games, and it's, it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. I might play another of their Tiny Games at some yeah. point to run for you guys, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, obviously quite- this is perfect for, because this was a, a day for us where we weren't going to have the entire group together, people, you know, things were changing at the very last minute, uh, so Dan and I picked the setting, uh, like Hazy said you wanted to do space, uh, and I was totally in agreement with that, and we had our choice of settings, and Dan and I settled on one, like, three minutes before we turned on the mics. Um, so, and Jesus is ready to, ready to run it, and, uh, I think that it was, you know, obviously this is not for some really in-depth campaign, or maybe it is if you have more time, but if you don't have that time, uh, this was super, it seemed really easy to, uh, to pick up and run with, so thanks, Jesus. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it definitely good for one-shots, but also, like, some of the settings, like, it was hard to pick. Like, the settings <laughs> are so cool. All of like, them are so good. This is... This is a, a a book that I would recommend investing in if you have any interest in space opera type games, just for the settings, if nothing else. Like, I think a lot of those settings would be easy to import to other systems. Uh, and they just have, like, such cool different options for how to, like, they're all space opera, but some are more Star Trek, some are John Carter of Mars, and uh, this one is, is obviously Firefly and other space westerns, and there are several other options in there. So, very cool, uh, very cool book. Uh, thanks so much for running it, Jesus. Oh, definitely. Enjoyed playing it, and two more one-shots in the future. Yeah, no, and honestly, uh, the only thing I wanted to add is also, like, it's great for one-shots, but don't assume it's only for one-shots. Like, some of those settings, the reason I didn't advocate for them was just because, like, no, this is a setting I would want to live in, not actually, right. like, do a, a one-shot in. So, so yeah, it's... Yep. Oh, shit. Did I... What? What? No, my my cat, my cat closed Discord. <laughs> Sorry, uh, <laughs> minimized, minimized Discord. We still, we, we still, we, we still got you. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, so it's it's not a game that's it's great for one shots. It's not a game that's only for one shots. Uh, mm-hmm. Highly recommend to check it out. Yeah, and oh, obviously we did silly uh, in part, you know, A, because it's fandable, B, mm-hmm. because it's a one-shot and we tend towards silly for one-shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely there's settings that you could be very serious in, uh, as mm-hmm. well as get even goofier than this somehow. Since we're closing out, the question for the audience is, what is your bounty hunter name? Ooh. Nice. That is a good question. 
Yep. This is Fanable. When I say Sue's from Fanable, we are out. Hey, this is Angela from the Fanable Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you want to hear more, remember to go to Fandable.com. We have a long backlog of games, and at Fandable, we believe there is a game for every voice, so we know that you'll find something else enjoyable there. If you want even more of us, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook as Fandable. And if you really want to support us, check us out on Patreon. We use the funds from there to buy new games, keep our equipment up to date, and go to cons. And you get great bonus material like early access to games or access to our private Discord where you can hang out with other Fandable fans. Either way, thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you again next week.